America's number one show on pop culture and politics. This is the Michael Medved Show. And another great day in this greatest nation on God's green earth. Certainly a great day in terms of consequential, memorable. In fact, uh, Hillary Clinton compared today to Pearl Harbor. No, no, really. She says this is a day that will live in infamy. That's uh, Roosevelt's terminology regarding a surprise attack that killed 3,000 Americans. This is not a surprise. It's exactly what people expected. What am I talking about? I'm talking about the Dobbs case that was, as we anticipated yesterday, handed down today. It was a 6-3 to three decision. Now, even that people are confused about. Is it 6-3 to three or is it 5-4? to four? It's 6-3 to three because in legal terms, uh, what they are deciding is not whether Roe should stand or whether Roe should be overturned. That's not the decision. The decision is a court case. And the court case is about the Mississippi law that allows for... 15 weeks of access to abortion, but after 15 weeks of gestation, uh, then uh, it's cut off except for cases of severe fetal abnormality. That's it. Rape, incest, and the uh, certainly the life of the mother. Okay, that's under review by the Supreme Court. Ultimately, every one of these justices had to take a side, and the side was not, do we believe that Roe v. Wade was properly decided? Do we believe it should continue to be the law of the land? The question before the court was simple and direct. Does the Mississippi law that was duly passed by the Mississippi legislature stand? And Justice Roberts, Chief Justice Roberts, said, yes, it stands. There's nothing in that uh, particular law that they were looking at that uh, violates the most, if you will, uh, open reading of Roe v. Wade. Uh, The right to terminate a pregnancy, Roberts reasoned, should, quote, extend far enough to ensure a reasonable opportunity to choose, but not extend any further. But the court could and should, Roberts wrote, leave for another day whether to reject any right to an abortion at all. So when it came down to this particular case, there were six votes on the court to uphold the Mississippi law and three votes on the court, Kagan and uh, Sotomayor and Breyer, who... uh, who filed what is relatively rare, which is a joint dissent. And they filed a joint dissent that said, uh, no, they believe that the Mississippi law should be overturned. Okay, that's what the confusion is. Uh, Of course, people, given the fact that there are strong feelings on this on every side, uh, people are very eager to make it sound as if it is uh, closer than it was, it, it, the the case before the court went six to three. In terms of the question of whether Roe should be overturned or not, it went five to four. But uh, it's very much worth noting that for uh, Justice uh, Chief Justice Roberts, he offered what is a concurring opinion. 
That's what it's classified as. It says so right at the top. That means he agrees with a court majority. He agrees with his conservative colleagues, and hence you get that six to three vote. Now, all of this um, basically has uh, created a, a, an extraordinarily emotional reaction on the part of lots and lots of people. Uh, there's this group called Jane's Revenge, where they are still threatening a, a night of rage. And um, it's, it's part of this strange national mood. Lance Morrow writes about it very well in the Wall Street Journal. The uh, inevitable idea of the slippery slope and that this is only the beginning and soon they're going to come and overturn gay marriages, soon they're going to come and overturn any right to privacy, they're going to come and um, uh, outlaw interracial marriages. There are all these. Now, unfortunately, that kind of panic, that kind of hysteria, that kind of alarm bell was given some fodder by uh, Justice Thomas. Justice Clarence Thomas, in a, another concurring opinion, there was one by Neil Gorsuch as well, plus the main opinion by Sam Alito, he, um, he put in these, these sentences. <laughs> and again, people are freaking out. The sentences from Justice Thomas, for that reason, in future cases, we should reconsider all of this court's substantive due process precedents including Griswold, Lawrence, and Obergefell. Griswold established a right to privacy. It, it meant that, uh, and basically decided that uh, you couldn't make it against the law for married couples to get uh, uh, birth control pills. And then Lawrence case, the Lawrence case uh, said you couldn't have laws against sodomy. And by the way, and this is part of what people need to look about, look at in context. At the time that uh, Lawrence was handed down, most states, the overwhelming majority, had already gotten rid of sodomy laws. They didn't have them anymore. And uh, sodomy laws, by the way, it was the Lawrence v. Texas. I believe in Texas, the sodomy law not only involved sodomy between a man and a man, but it involves sodomy between a man and a woman. But uh, in any event, the, the question about that was not whether sodomy laws were a good idea. It was whether they violated the Constitution. And there was a decision that they did. And then Obergefell, of course, created the right to same-sex marriage and redefined marriage for the whole society. The, the idea is that if you actually read what um what thomas writes here he uh he writes that if they uh determine that any substantive due process decision is demonstrably erroneous uh then we have a duty to correct the error established by those precedents he is not saying that all those precedents are in error he is not saying that and uh, the, the idea that what is going to happen next is going to be some kind of assault on uh, another case that was decided long ago. Roe, of course, was decided 49 years ago. It's just not the case. Okay, so what is it that 
scares me most about this moment right now. I think uh, that we are going to hear within the next couple of weeks uh, some serious attempts on the part of uh, perhaps the Biden administration. I hope not. He has said he doesn't favor it. But the court packing option is going to become a real deal. In other words, I suspect that there are a lot of Democrats out there who see that there is potential political gain in this. I don't think this decision by the Supreme Court is going to be generally popular. I do believe that it is the right decision and that uh, the entire Roe v. Wade case, when you read the case, it makes no sense. It is uh, creating a, quote, right out of thin air. And however, when uh, people are as upset as they are now, how is it that a lot of upset people on the left and center are going to react to uh, the idea, well, let's uh, create a situation where Biden gets to appoint three new justices who would be created, and that can be created by Congress. You don't have to change the Constitution. This is going to be coming up a, a huge battle. We'll talk about that battle and more coming up with John Hugh, professor of law at University of California at Berkeley. We will be right back on The Medved Show. 1-800-955-1776. The Michael Medved Show. That's Michael Medved show uh, in the midst of uh, everything looking as if we're on the verge of civil war. In fact, there is even a, a column about that by Lance Morrow over at Wall Street Journal. Uh, could this be an antebellum age? In other words, an age preceding a great big civil war like the 1850s. We will get to that. But in the midst of that, there's an example of Congress actually coming together and uh, passing something that is worthwhile, which is that um, gun safety bill. It uh, just passed in the House, and the vote in the House was 234 to 193. Now, that means that the overwhelming majority of Republicans voted against it, uh, but uh, I'm not sure if that's a political calculation or why or what the point is, because as Kimberly Strassel in the Wall Street Journal and many others have pointed out, this really is a Republican bill. It's not a typical Democratic approach to gun control, which is to have fewer and fewer guns. This doesn't do anything like that. And it uh, absolutely honors the Republican priorities of dealing with some of the mental health issues behind so many of the mass shootings and to deal with school safety. Uh, we will be talking about that later. It it should help, and it's a, a big win over on the Senate side. The Senate, 65 voted for the bill and 33 against it. So it was two to one, and uh, that is a big margin in such a closely 
divided uh, Congress on, on both sides. Uh, in terms of what happens next with Roe v. Wade, is uh, I, I do think we should look at uh, ways that uh, Democrats are going to attempt to use this politically. Uh, why do they want to use it politically? Because I think they are right. Uh, most people, according to polling, uh, believe that Roe v. Wade should be upheld. And here it was turned away. And that's partially because people don't know what Roe v. Wade actually declares. And Roe v. Wade had set up a situation that uh, there could be no interference or restriction of abortion until viability, which is usually 22 and 24 weeks. And, and again, today, 95% of all abortions, and this according to statistics that all sides agree on, 95% of all abortions are performed within the first 15 weeks of pregnancy. And you only have 5% of abortions that all of the hysteria is about on the other side when they are saying, well, now there will be no chance at all. Now there will be no chance at all for women to have access to abortion. And that's partially based on the idea that the Alan Guttmacher Institute, which works with Planned Parenthood, says that Almost immediately, either because of trigger laws or because of previous legislation that will now be in force again, there are 26 states where abortion will be uh, severely restricted. Uh, will people obey those laws? Well, not everybody. A Democrat a representative, Maxine Waters of Los Angeles, uh, called for pro-abortion extremists to fight, fight, fight. Here is uh, what she had to say about the current situation. You see this turnout here? You ain't seen nothing yet. Women are going to control their bodies no matter how they try and stop us. The hell with the Supreme Court. We will defy them. Women will be in control of their bodies. Women are intimidated or afraid. They got another thought coming. Black women will be out in droves. We will be out by the thousands. We will be out by the millions. We're going to make sure we fight for the right to control our own bodies. Okay, uh, we will defy them. Uh, she is a member of Congress. She takes an oath to uphold and respect the Constitution of the United States. And the Constitution of the United States, and, and this is one of the other things that is deeply problematic about some of the, uh, the lines on the left that you're hearing today, is a number of people are saying, who do they think they are? Who do they think they are to go ahead and overturn this law that's been there for 49 years? Okay, did anyone say that on the right at the time of Roe v. Wade. Now, Roe v. Wade was unpopular and controversial, and it, it took a while. But, however, you didn't hear Republicans saying defy it. You know, we have to close down these abortion clinics that are opening up. You didn't hear people asking 
who who are they? Who do you think you are? Actually, that's because Roe was written by a, a Richard Nixon appointee. Oh, let's go to the vice the vice president of the United States is giving her reaction. Uh, let's go directly Without to Kamala access Harris. Without to the same health care or reproductive health care that their mothers and grandmothers had for 50 years. This is the first time in the history of our nation that a constitutional right has been taken from the people of America. And what is that right? Some She's might on ask. The verge of tears, it it's the right to privacy. Think about it as the right for each person to make intimate decisions about heart and home. Decisions about the right to start a family, including contraception, such as IUDs, the morning after pill. Decisions about whether to have a child, including, as Senator Durbin mentioned, through in vitro fertilization. Decisions to marry the person you love Obergefell v. Hodges, Loving versus Virginia. This opinion also says when you read it that abortion is not deeply rooted in our nation's history. They offer that in the opinion as a foundation for the decision they render today. Okay, she is bringing up this whole parade of horribles, and unfortunately, as I say, people are going to cite two sentences from Clarence Thomas's concurring opinion to try to support that. But uh, when we come back, uh, in the real world, other than expressing rage and saying that people are going to be out there by their millions demonstrating and expressing rage, what is it exactly Democrats plan to do in response? What should they do? We'll be right back. the uh, best, I mean, certainly better than what we heard from uh, Kamala Harris. What we heard from Kamala Harris was hysterical. And uh, again, trying to scare the the stuffings out of anybody who's listening to her and saying that uh, contraception is going to become illegal and you are going to lose the right for interracial marriage. She's in an interracial marriage, of course. And uh, you're going to lose the right to gay marriage. I was talking on the air today to uh, another talk show host this morning who said that he was worried about what was going to happen to his marriage. He is married to another man. And 
the the idea that all all of this hysteria is going on is uh, it seems to me it is extremely unlikely there there has been no continuing movement to undo Obergefell, which is the gay marriage case. And uh, no one in the world has been talking about going after there are now a half a million people who are in same-sex marriages in the United States. And nobody is talking about pulling those marriages apart or let alone going after the even much greater number of people who have interracial marriages who were allowed to do that by the Loving case back in 1967. But see, the point is that even the Loving case in 67... That applied to, it was 13 states that still had restrictions on interracial marriage. Most of the states had abandoned it. The same way that when they uh, handed down Roe in 1973, uh, there had already been 20 states that had legalized abortion the right way, doing it with the, the, the legislature. Because... It, with a legislature, you can do what the Europeans have done, what everybody else has done, which is work on reasonable compromises. And uh, it's not all abortion all the time whenever you want it, totally on demand with no restrictions uh, versus uh, no abortion at all, even for the life of the mother, even for rape or incest, or as they mention in the Mississippi law, the... Uh, severe fetal uh, deformities, they say. Uh, the, the statement by Ben Sass, the senator from Nebraska, is, uh, is, I think, one of the best takes on what has just happened in our country, and it actually could be a little bit unifying. Now, he's a stalwart pro-lifer. He has been for a long time. He's a, a very committed and articulate Christian believer. But uh, Senator Ben Sass, a member of the Senate Judiciary Committee, an outspoken pro-life advocate, issued the following statement. Uh, America's work of becoming a more perfect union is never over, but today, by righting a constitutional wrong, the Supreme Court took a historic step forward. Rose days are over, but the pro-life movement's work has just begun. The issue will now be debated in the 50 states and a 330 million person continental nation will work through this debate in a way that's healthier than Roe's one size fits all Washington centrism. The pro-life movement is pro-baby, pro-mom and pro-science. This cause is rooted in love and now is the time to show it. We can't call this legal victory the end because our movement has never been primarily about lawsuits and laws. It's about love and compassion. So let's celebrate today's victory and get to work. Let's uh, support, he says, let's support babies regardless of the situations they face and build communities around them that will love and cherish them. And then he says something else that is a very important note here and, and extremely appropriate for this fraught moment. On a separate note, says Senator Sass, let's celebrate the fact that our institutions held, in spite of the doxing of their homes, 
violent threats and intimidation, and even a plot to assassinate Justice Kavanaugh, the court held strong. There is no room for political violence in America, none. Mob violence is un-American, period. President Biden needs to personally and forcefully condemn violence and threats against Supreme Court justices. Our institutions still work. Let's keep faith in them. And that at a time when uh, most recent polling shows that respect for the Supreme Court, uh, approval of the Supreme Court is at an all-time low. It's down below 25%. Here's what uh, President Biden said in his first statement of the day. There will probably be more. Uh, This is clip one. It's not hyperbole. It suggests a very solemn moment. Today, the Supreme Court of the United States expressly took away a constitutional right from the American people that it had already recognized. They didn't limit it, they simply took it away. That's never been done to a right so important to so many Americans. But they did it. It's a sad day for the court and for the country. Fifty years ago, Roe v. Wade was decided and has been the law of the land since then. This landmark case protected women's right to choose, her right to make intensely personal decisions with her doctor, free from from the interference of politics. Okay, uh, the idea that uh, they took this right away and it's gone and now it's... it, It ignores the fact that if you live in one of the... What is it? It's uh, 20 or 24 states. I believe it's 24 states where uh, abortion will remain unchanged and uh, not in any way by this decision because the regulation remains the same and there are states that have decided to legalize abortion. Uh, They were forced, basically, to legalize abortion in 1973 then they have allowed more and more restrictions. And by the way, for for people who uh, on the pro-life side who are seeing this as a huge national change in course, the rate of abortion has been going down very dramatically. And the number of abortions, despite the growth in the population, have been going down very dramatically for a while. The same way that even before Roe v. Wade was uh, determined, uh, before that decision was made back in 1973, there had been uh, more than 20 states that had already legalized abortion in some form. The, The problem with this is that unlike any other country, we, uh, we are handling this, we've handled it before and we're handling it now, not as a matter for a representative republic to determine, for states to determine their own laws. We have handled this, as um, Senator Sass says, in a Washington-centric manner where uh, basically nine unappointed uh, people, people who are unelected, who are simply appointed and are unaccountable, make a, a momentous decision. And... That's why I believe that Justice Alito rightly wrote that Roe was wrongly decided. This should not have become a legal issue. 
It should become an, an issue. It's a medical regulation is what you're talking about. And the idea that America will never be the same, that this changes us utterly, given the fact that abortions have been going down, that more and more people use birth control, know how to use birth control, the idea that this is one of those dark days that will always be remembered, isn't that a little bit over the top? 1-800-955-1776. If you have strong feelings, you can express them here. Washington is uh, divisive <laughs> and explosive and apocalyptic. Uh, the uh, Senate yesterday passed legislation aimed at staunching acts of mass gun violence with 15 Republicans joining all the Democrats to advance a bill combating, uh, combining, pardon me, modest new firearms restrictions with $15 billion in mental health and school security funding the 65 to 33 vote represented an unlikely breakthrough on the emotional and polarizing question of U.S. gun laws, which have gone largely unchanged for more than 25 years, even as the nation has been repeatedly scarred by mass shootings whose names have become etched in history, etc. And uh, the one thing about President Biden's comments, uh, they could have been a lot worse and he did do something that was very important and I think very useful and very necessary, in fact, which is to counsel the country against uh, any kind of a violent protest. This is uh, President Biden, clip three. I call on everyone, no matter how deeply they care about this decision, to keep all protests peaceful, 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 no intimidation. Violence is never acceptable. Threats and intimidation are not speech. We must stand against violence in any form, regardless of your rationale. Uh, okay. And that's very necessary and good on President Biden on at least saying that. Somewhat different tone outside the Supreme Court uh, AOC was there. She was joining demonstrators in chance of this decision is illegitimate. Uh, and uh, she was filmed next to the person who's actually leading the chance. And she takes part in those chants. This is uh, clip eight. Okay, into the streets, yeah, and, and, and then what? Do you go home ever? Are you going to join a bunch of other people living in the streets? Uh, this, is, this is extraordinary. Uh, let's go to uh, Steve in Spokane, Washington. Steve, you're on the Medved Show. 
have a question. So, just a public school graduate here, but if this Roe versus Wade is not uh, supported by the Constitution, what took 49 years for these for this to be overturned? I don't, I don't understand. Okay, the fact is, it, it the excuse for it to be uh, supported by the Constitution comes from a previous case that established a right to privacy that is never written about in the Constitution. And uh, look, they have legal theories. They came within one vote of overturning Roe v. Wade before with the uh, Casey case. And uh, this is changing personalities on the court. Uh, it, it Once upon a time, by the way, and we were talking about this yesterday, there has not been a consistent position for either party. It used to be the Democrats were more pro-life than Republicans. Now there, there uh, are no pro, pro-life Democrats in the Senate and one in the House out of 200 and, uh, what is it, 23 Democratic members. So and the, the idea that uh, people disagree about what the Constitution implies, and it all has to do with a mistake that was made years ago to create this idea of a living Constitution that can be changed by discovering new inferences, new hints that are sort of buried in the text. But again, you I, you can go home and look at the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and you will see nothing that even hints vaguely at abortion, either for or against. Uh, Steve, I I appreciate uh, your call. Uh, Kevin in uh, Seattle, Washington, you're on the Medved Show. Uh, I was just calling to see how you can reconcile women having vastly dis- different rights depending on the luck of where they're born or live. And there's no other laws in our country that are like that. Uh, yes, there are. There are all kinds of laws in our country that are very different from state to state. For instance, uh, the Second Amendment also confers rights to people, but they are interpreted very differently from state to state. The state of New York, with they just had struck down a uh, portion of a regulations on concealed ca- ca- uh, carry that are very different from the regulations in Texas. So we have a federal system, which means... Ver- let- Go ahead. Well, the, that's different than, than you know, uh, liquor laws and gun laws, where it's something that's... Okay, what about taxes? What about taxes? Taxes is very, very major. They are very, very different in every state. Right, and you don't get thrown in jail for. Yes, for, you do. If you don't pay your taxes, try it. State li- for crossing the state line to have a procedure done. Okay, I I don't think that those uh, laws will um, will any any attempt to uh, make that will be uh, a, a very, very improbable to pass. I mean, it, it, the federal government controls interstate commerce, and the idea that there would be a law that would not allow you to cross state lines, I think is uh, very unlikely to prevail. Uh, let's go quickly to uh, Ray in Everett, Washington. Ray, you're on the Medved Show. Now, hey, Michael, you know, before you, you cut me off and, and go on to gaslight your audience about my comments, 
I want to make a point here. I, I think you're I think you're missing a couple things here. Number one, whatever poll that you cite that says the Supreme Court has 25% approval, I guarantee you that is not middle of the middle America. I guarantee that middle America, especially say the Midwest and typically say purple slash red states are going to be heavily in favor of the Supreme Court. The other thing I think you're missing. Can I ask you a question, Ray, ask you a question about that? Do you think they were heavily in favor of the Obergefell decision, the decision to uh, mandate gay marriage? I'm talking about the current Supreme Court. No, no, I, but yeah, it, it, the, but the Supreme Court is an institution. You're, you're criticizing is the, the current Supreme Court. No, I'm not criticizing the current Supreme Court. I think the current Supreme Court is terrific, and I said I agreed with their decision. So, okay, the, but here's the, the other. Here's the other point. So you cut me off. The other point is the reason the de- Democrat machine is so hysteric right now is because Planned Parenthood is a major financier of the Democrat machine, and furthermore. It is also a major supplier of fetal tissue for medical research and for Pfizer Moderna COVID vaccines. That okay. Is why they're so crazy First of right all, now. that is that is completely untrue. By the way, there was also just a poll today, and I'm sure you don't want to hear it, but uh, it's not a poll. It's actually a, an international survey about the number of lives that have been saved by the vaccine since they have gone forward, and. Uh, it's a minimum, and this according to medical institutions around the world, a minimum of 16 million people that they assume uh, would have died had there not been the vaccines, which, by the way, do not use fetal tissue that don't come from abortion clinics, and none of that is true. Uh, it's, and, and again, it's been fact-checked so often, and yet people hold on to it. Uh, the Gallup today, this is the new poll, it says 25% of Americans have confidence in the Supreme Court, down from 36% last year. The current reading is five percentage points lower than the prior record low. Confidence is down among Democrats and independents this year. But uh, you're right that it apparently is not down uh, among Republicans. I think part of what is a problem for the court is that for the court to function with a proper constitutional role, it shouldn't be viewed as a comparable to a legislative body. Well, okay, now we're six to three Republicans over Democrats. The idea of a partisan court or a court that is doing somebody's political business makes it very, very difficult to keep the confidence of the public in a... uh, a a justice doing and justice committed uh, court at the top of the U.S. justice system and system of rule by law. Uh, We'll be speaking to John Yu, law professor, coming up on The Medved Show in this greatest nation on God's green earth. 